Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Uh, Jess, I just want to create some boundaries between us. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I think that it would be best for both of us if I just draw a line. We could talk about anything. Like, we could talk about... Yeah sex we could talk about like really intimate details but the last i just ask of you that we just don't talk about felicity <laughs> we can talk about anything except, except felicity, felicity. I, that's where i'm drawing the line because it's very fair and i think it's okay to ask for boundaries it definitely is definitely okay to ask for boundaries um specifically multiple times in this episode or episodes i should say if you're here and you somehow missed the announcement we're covering drawing the line parts one and two in one podcast so just in case you didn't watch both episodes Mm -hmm. um my gosh i was when i saw our first two-parter for felicity i'm like great a two-parter always means drama um this is not the drama I yeah. was expecting to get this is truly the uh the notion of be careful of what you ask for. Yeah. Um we want we like drama, just not like sad drama, like depressing drama, dangerous yeah. drama. I want the I mean the fighting, I want the sloppiness, but um I think that you know what we need to do off the top of the episode is give a bit of a content warning yes uh drawing the line parts one and two deals with uh sexual assault and um and uh, a lot of themes along those lines yeah so if if that's something that you just can't listen to right now or don't want to hear discussed we totally understand skip this podcast come back on the next one um but we're going to discuss it because obviously the show handles it and i'm very interested to have this conversation just because the show is so old right like this is in the context of this show came out in the 90s and like how would a show that 
comes out today handle it possibly differently. Um, so we're going to definitely be discussing a lot of the details around it. Um, but we did want to throw out a hotline. It's also going to be in our show notes. If you want to, um, if someone you, or, you know, if someone, you know, or you needs to give this number a call, it's 1-800-656-4673. That is the national sexual assault hotline. It's available 24 hours a day. Um, it's made by rain, R-A-I-N-N.org. So, um, if, if you or someone, you know, is suffering, please give that number a call. Take care of yourself. If you need to not listen to this podcast, we totally understand. It's a really difficult topic and something that I found intriguing in the way that Felicity, the show, uh, handled it <laughs> also Felicity, the character, um, yeah. but Felicity, the show, uh, how they handle this topic and this storyline with Julie, because, I don't know, Sarah, like for me, it was obviously they set it up in the two-parter, but like overall, I was like, holy cannoli, like I was not expecting us to go here so early on in Felicity's run. Not that I ever expect yeah. this to be a storyline, but you know what I mean? Like it was, we're seven episodes in and wham, like that was a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've seen, we've covered actually in both Boy Meets World and Dawson's Creek, we've covered... Uh, flavors of this uh we have definitely seen themes of uh rape and sexual assault before and uh it's it's never a fun topic to talk about but it is a important topic in terms of visibility yeah. and i think that the target audience for these shows are teens or young 20 somethings that yeah. can absolutely find themselves in a similar, a similar position, especially um, this sense of like, uh, I don't know if this is the politically correct term, but when I was in college or high school, we called it date rape um, where mm -hmm. you are going out with somebody that you perceive to trust and you are willingly going on a date with them and you're essentially making out with them and it gets pushed too far past your boundaries uh, yeah. where it still constitutes as rape, but it has an added layer of confusion because um, the person that's in that position feels as though that they've contributed to it a little bit because they were they had feelings for them or they found them attractive or they got themselves right. in a situation where they were being intimate with them. So a lot of the times it does get so confusing because you're like, well, you know, I wanted to be with him, but I did not, or her, but I did not want it to go this far. And we see Julie literally saying, no, 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 mm -hmm. no. And pink guy who, um, I don't think deserves to have his nickname today. No, not we'll, at all. He's, we'll refer to him as Zach. He's now Zach forever and always. With a CH, which is, I think it's Zach with CH, which is probably the lesser Zach. If I had Oh, spelling? Yeah, yeah. I might, I prefer a CK, but you yeah. Know, okay. okay. So anyway, um, so we see her in this position where she's like confused because she doesn't even realize in a way that it could be rape and it's hard to admit yeah, as well. And it's, it's really, we're going to get into kind of all the, the, the details about it, but it was, it was really awful to hear her say, um, 
it's not just a, a coincidence that this has happened to me more than once. Like I, right. it must be something I'm doing. And I mean, that's a tragedy, right? That's so awful that she would think that she did absolutely anything to warrant that sort of thing being like happening to her. Um, so obviously like we're going to do our best to, to, to cover this topic. It's a really sensitive topic. It's a really disturbing topic to have to talk about. We're going to do our best. Um, but I think, uh, you know, we're, we're all in agreement. It's like, I think at the very least, I was happy that the show was covered it because to your point, Sarah, they have a lot of teens, tweens, college kids watching the show. It could easily happen to anybody and it's very common. And as we hear repeatedly throughout both parts one and two, um, a lot of times it's not reported. And so right. to like hear these stories and see these stories and feel like, oh, that happened to me too. Uh, I don't know what to do. You know, it's, I'm happy that we're like at least having the discussion, but it's, it's going to be a tough one. So hang in there if, if you're listening um, and let's break down these, these two episodes. Cause we start off with like the ridiculousness of Noel like basically being therapized by like the council of resident advisors <laughs> right so noel is an ra we we all know that and he they have like weekly meetings i guess to because when i was in dorming we like as a resident we like once a month we always had to commune in the hallway and talk about some subject that I don't even know about, but it was always ridiculous and it wasn't always about fire alarms. Yeah. Um, so the RAs have to get together as a group of RAs and discuss what topics that they have to bring up to the students. Also, I think they're in charge of bulletin boards. It um, doesn't really matter because Noel gets them so off track immediately with like his own problems that I love that he like puts them out there in the guise of, oh, my friend needs right. help with of this. Course. And he's like, he likes this girl. He has a real connection with her, but she's always bringing him the problems she has with another guy. And so everyone is like, listen, you gotta draw the line. And that's where we get like the, obviously the title. And that's where it starts is he's drawing the line. You gotta. And look, all she's doing is talking to you about another girl. You gotta say, listen, I don't want to be your girlfriend. I don't want to be the person you talk to about this guy. So stop talking to me about this other guy. And I felt like pretty much immediately, Sarah, I was like, there's no way Noel's going to do this. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it doesn't come really from Noel's voice. Like, I can't really see him deciding to do this, especially with Felicity. But um, you know, he it takes a little bit of convincing and a little bit of more interactions with Felicity. But eventually, he does get there, and yeah. it is not successful. No, it he is... has a really hard time drawing the line with her. And, like, yeah. she basically doesn't respect the line at all. Well, you know, she gets defensive. And she basically is like, screw you. If you're not going – if you're going to put limitations on my on our friendship, then we're not friends. And I don't want to spend time with you. And honestly, I really don't think what Noel was asking of Felicity – was wrong i really don't no no is a hundred percent in the right here but we'll we'll get to that conversation because it is very funny but first we have to listen first we have to do the da do da yeah da, do, you da, know what i was thinking 
<laughs> so JD did our theme song a few years ago. Yeah. And it was supposed to be about like in the theme of 90s sitcoms. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like it's very long. It's like a whole thing. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. I'm thinking what we need is a simlish Felicity version <laughs> of Shit 90 Shows Taught Me, this theme song. Yeah. And maybe like slow it down a little, make it a little bit more moodier. Shooty mm-hmm. 90 booty taught me. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. That's beautiful. Maybe we can workshop it with JD because yeah. they are a musical talent and we are not. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> maybe we need something. Uh, it's it's updated to Felicity's standards. There's still no words in this. Uh, no, it's song, just right? the ba do da. Yeah. It's and lots much. of still uh, black and white photos. Um, yeah. But yeah, so of course we always, as we always get, we have Felicity like talking to Sally and she's talking about how she is a Badinsky, which is a Badinsky. person who butts in. She's a meddler. She's a troublemaker. And she's like... Italian word. I, oh, I don't know. It sounds Russian. Uh, it, it's like a Badinsky. A Badinsky. If you say anything like that, it sounds Italian. <laughs> no. Is it a real word? Did you Google it? Yeah, of course it's a real word. It is a noun, a person who is constantly butting in or meddling in the affairs of other people. I would say that maybe I'm um Here a, we go. A baby uh, baby. etymology. Uh, uh Slavic surnames. Okay, so Slavic. I, I don't okay, know. so it's Eastern European. Yeah. I could yeah, so you're right. It's closer closer to, to a um, to a Russian than an Italian, but yeah. but a thousand percent, you're the definition of a Bedinsky. And pretty, I'm pretty sure when I just googled it, your face showed up next to that. Word. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> uh, I mean, like I do like a little bit of meddling. Yes, uh, but I will say you're not. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between a Bedinsky, mm-hmm. which is what you like to do, which is just like a little bit of meddling for fun, just some light meddling. <laughs> yeah, and just, Felicity, just who's out here ruining lives. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some cinnamon synonyms. Synonyms. Synonyms? Yes. For <laughs> Bedinsky is a gossip. Yeah. Check mark. A, a nosy Parker. That's not a real <laughs> uh, a, a busybody. A yeah. kibitzer. A kibitzer. I don't know what yeah. that is. I, I mean, I'm like, I would say that I am, uh, oh, here we go. A uh, snoop or spectator. I think that I'm like more of a gossiper than a meddler. Maybe? Yes, I would say you have shades of both, but you certainly are more intrigued by the gossip than the meddling yeah. for the most part. I like part. to hear what's going on, but yeah. I'm not ruining people's lives like Felicity. Yeah, and Felicity has the audacity. So she's like working at her little coffee job, and uh, Ben walks by, and she like smiles at him. He looks completely down and away from her, <laughs> and it's like I obviously Felicity like you almost got him expelled. Like, why are you surprised that he's not ready to talk to you yet? This makes absolutely no sense. That she's just like. I don't understand. Like, I know he's mad and he's never going to forgive me. It's like, yeah, girl. Like, what you did was terrible on top of all the other crap you've done in the past. 
Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I think it's about time Ben creates a uh, restraining order. I think it's time. We'll talk about it because that was my exact thought. I'm like, enough. Enough is enough. Leave him alone. Um, And we also get way more from Elena this episode than we ever have from her in terms of like her backstory. She's like on the phone with financial aid, basically trying to figure something out. Uh, all of, and she's like obviously trying to hide it because when Blair like knocks on her door, she like swoops all this paperwork underneath her pillow. Yeah. Um, I thought his name was Bryce for the ne- last couple of days, and I kept referring to him as Bryce. <laughs> Definitely not his name. And Adam was like, "Who's Bryce?" I'm like, "It's Bryce. It's Bryce. It's right. He's right there. It's Bryce." Um, we had to do a little bit of a Google search because I could not figure it out. Um, so yeah, Lena's going through something at this point in time. We don't know what it is, but, um, Blair wants to know what it is. And- yeah. And Blair brings her over like a record player. He's yeah. like very kind at the same time. Elena's like on hold on the phone. And I would just be like, get out. Like I'm, I'm, I'm busy. Like, can we do this later? He is bringing her a gift that he bought with yes. his money and you're yeah. trying to kick him out that is so disrespectful well she has a little bit of something going on and i feel like it's very obvious that she's a little preoccupied at the moment she's you know? a little grumpy yeah well i mean i would be too if i was about to be kicked out of college very true so uh blair is at a loss he doesn't know what to do he keeps getting pushed away from elena but he knows that elena likes him he knows that he likes elena so what what's there to do but get relationship advice from the worst person that you can ever give relationship advice from (laughs) always 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 uh and so yeah so she says she's gonna call him later and then we're in the cafeteria where zach wants julie to basically put music uh over his documentary in certain scenes uh yeah because he's up for some sort of film award yes yeah this is like a very big deal Uh, it's something about like some talent agency from la is coming into town and like they're all like a little schmoopy you know like she's all excited they seem like they're in a really good space they even have this like kiss in front of felicity and elena and can i just say elena's reactions are everything to me (laughs) she's so judgy they're just having a little kiss and they're like public affection i love yeah it. and what's it to you <laughs> yeah she says because julie uh, julie's like oh what was it the public kissing and she's like yeah and she's like it's a statement right and elena just hops in and she's just like did you guys screw yet and i love felicity being like elena and then immediately goes to julie and she's like she's like that all she's- the time <laughs> Yeah, I do like that Felicity is having this friend in Elena. Like, I know it's still a little, um, it's not like a perfect friendship quite yet. It's not like, it's not like you and me when we first met. Uh, but I am enjoying yeah. the fact that they are vibing because. I don't know. I like with all due respect, like Julie and Felicity just seem toxic for each other. Oh, definitely. 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 Like I appreciate that Elena is like, yes, I will hang out with the two of you, but we're not that close. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love that about Elena so much. She doesn't mince words. She's always just like, I'm going to say exactly what I'm feeling. Yeah. She seems like my worst nightmare as a friend. I would be so afraid of her. 
I need somebody I need somebody to mince words a little bit. Yeah, you need someone to be a little bit like more sugary sweet. I like kid gloves. Yeah, you mean. need the kid gloves. Yeah. Um, but Felicity decides, and this is when I was like, restraining order, restraining order, restraining order. She's like, Oh, oh there's yes. Ben in the lunch line. Let me go bother him again. I I don't because I don't get it. I don't get it. So she goes right up to him and she goes, Are we just not gonna talk? And Ben's like, We are literally talking right now. I am talking yeah. to you. And she's like, Well, you you have to forgive me. You know, I was just trying to be your friend. And Ben's like, Leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. And this is like so uh, Felicity just can't she just can't because she can't she can't stop talking about Ben stop thinking about Ben and so she mm -hmm. has to go to Noel who and like basically word vomit all over him about her troubles with Ben and she's just like I destroyed everything like we were getting closer and I love how she says before the whole paper thing happened we were cl getting closer it's like you mean before you almost got him expelled ma'am <laughs> yes, exactly. And they, I don't really oh think God. that they were getting closer because there was eight times before that where Ben was trying to draw his own lines, create his own boundaries. He told her multiple times that like yeah. he wasn't into her like that and that he doesn't owe anything to her. I'm thinking back to the Halloween episode where she came up to him and just started going off on him about not wearing the same like couple's costume. It's like yeah. he has been drawing the line like Yes, like Ben does a terrible job at he leads her on. He leads her on often because I don't know why. Like I feel like it's like um, pity hangout. Well, can I, don't I know. maybe that's part of it. I also think there's something to the fact that Felicity knows certain certain like secrets about Ben right like she oh. knows his essay wasn't real like and I'm not saying he's doing it because he's afraid she'll tell I'm saying like there's someone who knows the real and true Ben that like not necessarily everyone knows and on top of that you have the trauma bond of the robbery right like there are things as to why you'd think he'd be hanging out with her and like yeah. it's possible he does like certain aspects of her personality but, yeah like, the, very... the aspect that does her uh his homework for her exactly for but him. it's 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 obvious that the red flags totally outweigh the green flags here and poor little uh, sweet angel Noel doesn't know how to draw this line he even gets so far as to say i have to draw a a comparison between you and my friend and so he tells her and honestly Sarah, this is a pretty genius idea from Noel to be like, go to Ben's apartment for pretend you forgot something there. And while you're looking for it, there's your chance to have a conversation. Yeah. Um, we kind of felt in my household that this was sabotage. Oh, like Noel did this on purpose, you mean? Yes, because he knew that was just going to blow up in her face. I mean, I think anytime Felicity talks to Ben, she's going to blow it up in her own face. I do think this, like, if you have a more competent conversationalist <laughs> mm. i think this is a good a good way to do this conversation but it also is very manipulative and just so give the guy some fucking as well space. yeah yeah it's just so transparent it's like you know you know what he she's there for and it's just to talk about this thing like there is no notebook no no there is no but i feel like a notebook is an easy enough excuse you know i feel like maybe the move is bring something and plant it and then pretend to find it that's insane <laughs> we're talking about felicity 
city. Okay. No. Like well, nothing she, is out of bounds. I know she's insane, but this whole like 3D, 4D chess just to talk to somebody is insane. Yes, but it's Felicity. Um, sure. Yeah. So then we're back in Felicity's room and this is where we get into what is possibly the biggest mystery on the show Felicity mm-hmm. at this moment, which is what's in the box. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I'm very curious. So Megan has this box and it's like covered in stickers. It's I'm trying to see, I guess it's like, it's bigger than a shoe box. Um, yeah, I would say it's a keepsake box. A ke- Sure. Everyone knows what the size of a keep keepsake box is. <laughs> yeah, bigger than a shoebox, right? Bigger than a shoebox. And she immediately is like, Felicity, did you touch my fucking box? Like, did you touch my box? And Felicity's like, I've never seen that box in my entire life. I kind of feel like Felicity touched the box. She might have. The thing is, okay, so I feel like we need to make predictions as to what's in the box. Okay. Because... The thing is, originally I was thinking, okay, she has a pet in there. Like, what if there's, like, a pet turtle? But I'm, like, she's shaking it, like, a lot. Um, uh, (laughs) So I thought maybe it's not a pet. But I – okay, here's what I think it is. Are you ready for my prediction of what it is? Of course I'm ready. I feel like the only reason Megan would get so, so, so upset is if it was something that was very embarrassing to her. My guess is that Megan has something from her childhood – that mm. she couldn't leave home without, but it's very embarrassing. As an example, mm. like a collection of Polly Pockets. Oh. A, a collection of My Little Ponies. Oh. Like, I am saying it is some version of a girly girl, uh, a very, like, uh, uh, traditionally um, uh, female, you know, girly type of toy from her childhood. Yeah. Uh, in that flavor, like, I would throw out kind of like um... – like uh god what are those things like a blankie type of thing that's like just like a ripped up <gasps> old blankie oh, a receiving blanket yeah that yeah. or like some people have like their old bunnies or stuffed animals okay um i kind of feel like there's nothing in the box so she just is really obsessed with this box but there's nothing in i it. think that she's just fucking around with people okay all right so okay all right so i'm saying there's something in the box you're saying there's nothing yeah. in the box now i know you have to let everyone in on the competition that is happening in your household yes as to if we will get a reveal of what's in the box right so um adam and i watched this show together uh, I think that he's like one episode away from just quitting everything, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, but okay, so we made a bet that um, if we will see the what's inside the box or not. So I was like, yeah, we're going to see what's in the box. And Adam is like, this is a J.J. Abrams show. Uh, mm-hmm. We will never see what's in that box. So if I win the bet, if we get to see what's in the box, I get a uh, I get to buy a new purse. Um, mm-hmm. If we do not get to see what's in the box, then Adam gets a new computer monitor, which he has been wanting for a while now. So uh, the 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 competition is set. What kind of purse are you looking to get? Do you have one picked out already? Or is this more of a, like, redeem later sort of coupons? I mean, I do have a purse I have in mind. It really depends on 
are like Adam's budget on the monitor? Like, is this like a three hundred dollar monitor that it's he like wants? a yeah? He sent he sent me a link. It is oh he Samsung, sent a link a Samsung thirty four inch Viewfinity Thunderbolt monitor. It's one of those monitors that's like so wide. It is mm. currently on sale at Best Buy for $399. Okay, so then that is a $399 purse that I get there to have you go. So it wasn't like you were like, I have this purse in mind. It's more of a, I will redeem at a different time. Right, yeah. Like, if he has, like, a monitor that's $40, then I'll find, like, a purse for $40. But if he's, God. like, I didn't realize that we were doing, like, a $400 this monitor. This is a very expensive monitor. All right, bet. Then, like, uh, I go. mean, then I for a treat. You know, it's really, it's kind of interesting, but I've been really looking and hoping for a coach purse, which is so ironic because they used to be like mom's purse. You know what I mean? Like, they mm-hmm. used to be not very trendy, but they came back into fashion. And now I kind of just think that coach purses are timeless okay. and they're in that um they're in that that flavor so or not flavor they're in that that price range so i can definitely find a purse i'll even do you one better adam i'll i'll do one for 350 dollars whoa saving 40 dollars look at you uh not including tax and shipping so maybe it will be yeah it'll probably be the same amount yeah but i i i have one picked out right now that i like for i want to see a picture of it let me see Okay, yeah. Also, can I tell you I got a new purse for Christmas? Uh, okay, what kind of purse? Because I, based on based on I think everyone knows based on the sound of Sarah's voice, but she made a face like Belle had just farted in her face. Like it was like <laughs> disgusting. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just know you and you don't you don't wear purses. Nope, so. I have a backpack purse. Okay, that's, I that's need what I hands free at all times, people. Uh-huh. Okay, what if there's an attack? Okay, um, I want a tabby shoulder bag. I don't um, know what that means, but okay. I'm sending you a picture. Okay, and oh wait, should I put it in the group chat if he's sending monitors? You, you do whatever your heart. Oh, desires. he found a. Oh no, he's getting an oil change. Okay, sorry. I thought that he found a coupon. <laughs> I was like, he's get he had found a coupon for fifty no, percent off. He's getting an oil change. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, these are very early odds. Well, they're very classic. Now I could actually like this one's the one I think that I super want. And it's, it's multifaceted. It could be mm-hmm. over the shoulder or it could be a crossbody. Of course, yeah. This is this is I think I really want this one, but that, oh, but one's, that one's more expensive. It's $50 over the budge. What color would you get? Black. Okay. So a traditional black yeah. coach. Yeah. Purse. Pebble leather. Um yep. it's very important. Is it real me. leather? Of course it's real <gasps> leather. I mean, oh. no, it's not. Okay. Yeah, just tell everyone it's not. We support animals here. Um anyway. Uh, so yeah, so then, um, so we don't know what's in the box yet. We don't know if we'll ever find out what's in the box, but I, I hope, hope we do. And this, oh, I should put this in our, in our updated predictions. Okay. So let me pop into the Felicity like, do you channel. Think that, are you on my side or on Adam's side? Do you think we're going to find out what's in the box? Um, I, I would say this, I don't know yet, but my guess, if we see the box again, yes, we will find out. If we never see the box again, no, we won't. 
You know what mm. I mean? I feel like if they're going to put it in more than one episode, we'll we'll find out. We'll find out. Yeah. So I don't know. Um. So then we go back to the RAs like little hangout. And they're talking about like graffiti and the singular version is graffito and literally no one cares about any of this. No. Um, but, but yeah, of course, Noel brings it back around to himself again and they're like, no, you have to draw the line. <laughs> Do yeah. it. I'm glad that they're trying to like whip him into shape. And then, uh, you know, it's, they're trying to push him so hard and you know, there's only, only there's only so much that you can do, to be honest. Yeah, with your friends, but uh, <laughs> freaking Noel's a mess, and he's still saying that this is like a friend of his. Blah blah blah. I love that they don't reveal to the very end that like it's, it's yeah they all know it's him. It's very satisfying to know the entire time that they knew it was yes. him. Yes. Uh, so Felicity goes over to Ben and Sean's apartment, and Sean. <laughs> Sean is there. Uh, we're going to talk about him a decent bit because he's like, again, we, we knew this was going to come back, but like he has this notebook. It's his ideas notebook. And he's like mm. all about it. He has multiple ideas we get to hear about in these two episodes that are absolutely crazy. Um, <laughs> but Ben comes out. Also, can I just say, I don't know. I feel like it's just this episode now. Ben has like a five o'clock shadow now. Okay, well, he has a goatee, and this is why Noel started growing his no goatee, which I think is psychotic, but also but it's so funny though. It's, it's very, so very spot funny. on. Very, yeah. very funny. So he has and has this goatee, and like Felicity calls it out to Noel right away. Like you can't wear that. Yeah, like, stop. You can't it. have that. Don't do that. Yeah, and so, uh, so meanwhile, Sean, Sean tells Felicity he's working on an idea called the quarter master it's like quarters but it's a board game so that's what he's working on um which we'll talk about later because he does like a mock-up of it uh but felicity is like looking quote-unquote looking for this notebook as she's talking to ben and she's like you know what it's like when you first get to college it's very much like a shock to the system and you're just like un yeah. adjusting to things and you know what I feel like I can't believe that I like rewrote your paper. And I feel like I've really grown up in the last week. In the last week. She's lost her week. mind. Oh, this is why I hate it when people are like, I've changed. It's like, um, have you gone through years of therapy? Because if not, you haven't changed. You fucking yeah, how, how would you have changed in a single in a, in a week, week. Yeah. without like basically any time to reflect on what you did? And she's like, so are you just going to be like mad at me forever? Yes. She's like, ah, I can't. I really Lock can't with her. Lock her out. Lock her out. For oh, real. God. It's serious. He's, he, she's the, she's, she's the worst. She's the worst. Uh, and of course, of course. What does she do immediately after this situation with Ben? She goes to see fucking Noel, who's working on his web page. Ooh. Now, what's <laughs> this web page for? Noelcrane.com. And she says, why do you have one? And he says, why does anybody have one? I have too much free time and not enough friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't have sourfergenson.com on the docket, but maybe I, I should. Noelcrane.com. Is it anything? Is it K? No. It says Adobe Flash Player is no longer supported. Rough. Uh, he did not pay his GoDaddy account. Yeah. <laughs> it ran out. Uh I I I'm my question is 
Why does anybody need a website, like a personal website? I don't know. Like, I feel like if you're, I guess if you had like a, what were those old, like live journals or whatever the heck? Like if that's where you recorded your thoughts. Oh, God, I did have that. Yeah. So, there. I mean, that's a reason for one. Oh, man. I really wish I could get back some of that stuff because I bet it would be so embarrassing. I'm sure it would be. My life is over. I imagine almost every single journal entry says that. Yeah. It wasn't live journal. It was Zanga. Zanga. Okay. Zanga with the X. Zanga. Oh my gosh. Uh, and um, Tosh. <laughs> yeah, it was really embarrassing. Um, so, right, this is where Noel finally, finally draws the line. He says, it may seem weird and selfish, but I don't want to be the guy that you, like, talk to about the other guy. Mm-hmm. And Felicity says, really? And he says, yeah, it, like, really bugs me. And uh, Felicity's like, oh, so I can't talk about Ben. And he's like, yeah, you could talk about anything else. Yeah, anything, anything else. And Felicity basically immediately leaves and she's like, I don't want to cross the line. And it's like, okay, Felicity, like you should, you got to respect Noel's wishes. If he, you know, he has a crush on you and he doesn't want to listen to you constantly talking about another guy. You have to respect that. Go talk about Ben to somebody else. Talking to her all day. Freaking but the thing is, is that she's running out of people to talk to about Ben to. Like, then stop she, talking about him. She tries Julie. Julie's unavailable. She tries Elena. Elena has actual problems going on. But she just pushes everybody away. And nobody wants to hear her talk about it anymore. It's boring. It's yeah. just like the same conversation over and over again and yeah like this was such an overreaction by her part to be like well if we can't talk about ben then we can't be friends and that must yeah. feel like fucking shit yeah exactly because it like it goes to show that she truly doesn't give a fuck who's even who she's even having this conversation with she's yeah. not receiving anything from any of these conversations she's only Literally having verbal diarrhea about Ben to everybody that she's talking to. And so, like, she just wants to hear herself talk. Exactly. So she leaves Ben. She tries to go to Julie. Julie has plans with Zach. And she's like, oh, I'm so jealous of you and Zach. You guys like each other so much. It's like, Felicity, if you were just a normal human being who didn't, like, immediately (laughs) stalk everyone you liked. Yeah. Then it probably would be fine, but well, you, would, uh, you too can have a boyfriend that uh, <laughs> actually in real life sucks. If only <laughs> you weren't such a creep. Yeah. Uh, and so then Felicity tries to go to Elena, but like you said, she's dealing with like the financial aid stuff, and so she bumps into Blair, and they have this whole conversation, and oh my gosh, so tricksy, where Blair is basically like, hey oh, you work in the admissions office, maybe you can sneak a peek at Elena's file. Maybe. Now, did any part of you feel as though, oh, the perfect couple is Blair and Felicity because then they could be creepy stalker obsessed with each other? <laughs> um, No, because I don't wish that on Blair. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. So – Felicity at first is like, no, I can't do that. It's really messy. I don't want mm-hmm. to get in trouble. She doesn't want to be a Badinsky. Don't want to be a Badinsky. 
But he easily, very easily convinces her because he's like, if you don't do something, she's going to leave. And Felicity's like, wait a minute. Elena is one of my only two friends in this school. And she's one of the only people that actually engages in conversation with me. Yeah. Yeah. She's my third favorite person. Maybe fourth. (laughs) So (laughs) it goes Ben, Noel, Julie, then Elena. Correct. Yeah. So maybe I need to Bedinsky at this moment. Yeah. And so she goes to work and then steals files. Yeah. She Bedinsky's. Um, But first. (laughs) Bedinsky first. She is sleeping in her room. There's like thunder happening. There's rain pouring. She's sleeping. And she hears this noise. And she wakes up. And Megan is just staring at her while holding this box, looking like, oh my God, she has like bright red lipstick on, blue, glittery, iridescent eyeshadow Ooh. that covers her entire eye and even goes down her cheek. And she has her hair in the teeniest, tiniest little antenna-like pigtails on top of her <laughs> <laughs> At least she's trying, right? I love this so much. She's in this like red leather jacket and she's just like, you looked in my box, didn't you? And Felicity's like, I didn't look at your box! <laughs> well, she said that you moved my box. You moved it. She's like, I did not move your box. I did not did touch you your box. Did you hold it? Did you shake it? No, none of the above. I did nothing. I did yeah. nothing with your box. I don't know your box. I don't like your box. I don't want to see your box. But she is bothered. So. Yeah, uh, Megan's going to buy a fingerprint kit. Good for you, Megan. Go freaking be a detective. You'll see that my fingers are not on your stupid box. I love this. I also don't know why she doesn't like hide it or something, but I'm she so does. desperate. She did. Now. And she just, I just think that she's fucking with Felicity. I really do. That would be really funny if she was. Uh, so yeah, so Megan leaves. Um, and this is when Felicity, like, again, knows zero boundaries in her entire life. She barges into Noel's room in the middle of the night. Noel is sleeping and she's just like, this line is so unfair that you've drawn. Like, this is so, so, so unfair. It's a conditional friendship. And I'm like, it sounds like he needs to set further boundaries with you, Felicity. So maybe a lock on his door so you don't just barge <laughs> into his room. A lock on the door seems perfect, actually. Yeah. Uh, I would be terrified like at this point in time i feel like felicity is about to murder me if she was standing over me like this um okay so no no is so thrown by this that he decides that he wants additional advice from the people because now he wants to put like a caveat on the provisions or the boundaries or the line that he drew right so basically like the the whole problem like felicity is like this isn't fair that you have feelings for me and so because of that i'm not allowed to talk about ben Mm. and noel's argument is basically like all i ask is you don't talk about ben like i can't help that i have like feelings for you and yes there's still hannah and all and all all that but like this is unfair to me that you're like spending all this time just talking. You're basically only coming to me to talk about Ben. That's all I'm good for to you, which is fair. It's very I think, fair. I, mean, I really do think that Ben is making, sorry, Noel is making a lot of sense here. And I yeah. think that he is just asking her to please just stop talking about it. He doesn't want to be that guy that, 
like she goes to every single time. Like she doesn't, he doesn't want to be, and this is something I totally can respect and, and um, appreciate. And I feel bad because like, I think that a lot of women have done this with their male friends. Like, I don't know. I well, I honestly think it could happen in any friendship for any reason, not just men, not just relationships. Like, you can have a person, I feel like especially if it's like a coworker or something where your sole relationship with them is like you go to them when you're having a bad day or you want to yes. bitch about something, you want to gripe about something. And so often, like in this situation, do we ever see Felicity go to Noel and be like, hey, Noel, how's your day going? No. She barges into his room to talk about Ben. And that's yeah. all she ever wants to do. And it's very one-sided and unfair to Noel that he that's all she's, she's using him. That's all she's used doing is using. Absolutely. Absolutely. He really, really, really. And it's like, it's not a friendship anymore. It's like, she's using him as a free therapist. Exactly. Go get therapy, Felicity, please. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but once again, it's such a college thing to do. I was like my friend's therapist in college all the time and vice versa. But Mm -hmm. it just... It just is. So yeah. uh, I got I I feel really bad for Noel in these situations because like he does have feelings for her, but he also wants to be her friend. He doesn't want to cut her out of the life, but he wants to set yeah. these boundaries because it literally hurts him. And I think it's like a totally fair, even if he didn't have feelings for her, I feel like it is such a fair ask anyway, you know. Hey, Sarah, I know you've been really into reading lately and you've gotten me into it as well. Yeah, well, you know what? Book of the Month made it really easy because Book of the Month offers just a few new selections every month, saving readers the hassle of figuring out what to read. One of the biggest deterrents for me is that like when I go to the library, there's like thousands and thousands of books and I'm like, I, 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 get, I don't even know what to pick. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. They focus on new and emerging authors, which means these are books that we probably wouldn't have found out about otherwise, which is super nice. Yeah, and we also um I love having a really aesthetic bookshelf and the the books that we got, it was like beautiful high quality hardcover books plus free shipping which came really quickly. Love free shipping. Uh, You and I both chose The Return of Ellie Black by Amiko Jean, which is a thriller about a missing girl. And I honestly, I really, I really couldn't put it down. I think I read it in about a 48 hour time period. It had twists, it had turns, kept me guessing the entire way through up until the very last page. So tell me what you liked about the book then. Uh, it was it was really good and I'm excited to dive into the other book that I have um but the great thing is Sarah is that listeners can sign up for book of the month to discover new emerging authors by going to bookofthemonth.com and using code pedals for just five dollars wow what a deal check out book of the month club for all of your reading needs Yeah, seriously. Every month you could get a new group of books that you just, you know, fall in love with. So go to bookofthemonth.com and use code PEDALS for just $5 and enjoy reading. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So then we're back at Ben's apartment where him and his roommates are playing like, or excuse me, it's him and Blair and, and Sean are playing this like new quarters game he's created that seems to have like very complicated rules that no one really understands. <laughs> yes. But um, I think that like Adam would play that game. He likes it. So I think that this is a, a good invention. Oh, so this is one of his, I mean, I definitely think it's better than the marzipan boxers. Mm. Right. Unless it's, like we said, like a whole confectionery. Exactly. Yeah. So like this custom. is custom. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the game's a little bit complicated, but every single game that you play has a learning curve. Yeah, exactly. And maybe this is like, cause quarters is generally a drinking game. So maybe it's a drinking mm -hmm. game, although you want it to be less complicated, I guess. But, um, but then they start, of course, the subject of Felicity comes up. And so Blair says, like, listen, she might be trouble, but she has a good heart. And I, I like her. I think she's good. Um, and it's like, Blair, you don't understand. If Ben told you the whole story, you probably wouldn't think that. <laughs> That's true. Or he would defend her in any which way, because he seems like one of those men that are like, I would do anything for love, you know, like Blair? the love song. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's like fallen for elena seemingly very quickly so right and he would do anything for her and he yeah. asked felicity to go into the files so like maybe he would hear everything that she did and be like yeah i get it yeah yeah no i guess so um and then at another resident advisor hangout noel ruins everything and the reason is there was talk of Oh, I think one of my advisees is running a sex line from her room. When I walk by, she's like moaning and all this other stuff. He interrupts that really interesting gossipy conversation. <laughs> For <laughs> some talk about the line. Yeah, yeah, let's let's circle back to the sex worker hotline. I I really want I really am interested in what's going on in that. Same. But, but instead he's like we don't get oh, anything good, you know. No, he's just like, "Oh, I need to redraw the line." And they're like, "Oh, but you can't do that because then you're going to risk her drawing her own line. So you have to stick to the first line." And again, it's more funny now on on a rewatch because we know they know it's it's him and they're yeah. like they call him like a boner and an idiot <laughs> <laughs> I, well he calls himself an idiot he's yeah. like oh. uh so I, I mean this is really interesting to me because i'm just like okay so if you redraw the line then how did they know that she was gonna draw her own line i don't know i think that this all felt like the show wanted it to be a thing that we all understood like it was like a oh this is just how relationships work if you draw the line and then you try to redraw the line she's gonna draw her own line i was very confused by this as well i didn't quite get it i didn't really understand how him redrawing the line then has her draw a line but the show seemingly has its own mentality about all of this right i guess like she gets like agitated enough that like oh you are going to circle back and then make more amendments than like fuck you like i'm going to push back because it's like he she was already agitated so if you bring it up again then yeah. she's going to push back 
Um, but he does not listen to the advice of anybody by himself. No, it no. seems. I mean, shades of felicity, right? Yes. <laughs> Just doesn't listen to advice. Um, we get a really small scene of Julie playing her guitar for the the scene uh, for Zach's movie. Boring. And, no offense. Yeah. No, it's fine. It's whatever. They st- this is like again a, a setup for what we're gonna get later. Where like they start kissing, he's like touching, you know, touching her chest. Then he's like trying to go up her shirt. She keeps telling him like, "Stop, let's slow down." So it, I mean, right here, I was already getting like, mm, "This is not great." I feel like this is setting something up for later. If this is as far as it went, he learned, you know, great, he listens. But um, no, that is not the case. No, he's very not- aggressively kissing her, like. Right. Yeah. And like first, the first feel was above the shirt. The second was under the shirt. It's like. And after he, she already said, let's go slower. That does yeah. not mean let's move up the shirt. That's not, doesn't mean move your hands slightly slower. It means like right. slow down. Right. So we're definitely in the danger zone. And seeing that scene, I agree. It was pretty evident where this was heading. Mm-hmm. Um. So then, yeah, Felicity has now read uh, Elena's file and she goes to talk to Blair um, and Elena is trying to say to Blair, like, oh, I, I owe you an explanation. And we find out that her dad's been she says her dad's been traveling. He never paid the tuition bill. Um, and now he's having second thoughts about where he she wants or he wants her to go to school. And Blair is like, that's not true. Like, I know that you had a scholarship. And it didn't go through and you're and basically she's in this really awful area where this happens to a lot of people. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's so, so common. And I really liked that this was featured on the show because it's even nowadays, like it's a very common thing where her dad here, her dad is a single parent and he makes too much money for her to qualify for good financial aid, but not enough money for him to be like paying for her college tuition. And this is, I mean, Sarah, you might be able to speak on this a little bit more. I feel like we've had like conversations around this in the past where like, because they use your parents' income Uh to determine your financial aid, even if they have, even if you're not even associated with them, like you could not even be in contact with them and they're still using it because they're assuming your parents are going to be helping with, you know, paying for your college. It's all based off of your parents' income. And so if your parents are rich, but they don't give you any of that money, you're basically shit out of luck. Yeah. Admittedly, um, my parents did pay for my college tuition. So the majority of it, I mean, there was a part of time where I did have to pay. But, like, honestly, I'm very, very lucky. And I only had, like, 3000 and change of student loans. Yeah. So I did not have to um, deal with this. But I have heard about it a lot and it is infuriating that i mean i i've like experienced this in terms of like health insurance like yeah making too much money to qualify for medicare but not making enough money to afford quote-unquote affordable health care like yep. it's infuriating and that makes you just not have health care. Like there was a period in my mid twenties where I was just like going cold Turkey on health insurance because yeah. of this situation where it's like, well, I don't qualify for anything, any assistance, but I can't afford $400 a month uh, for health insurance. 
Yeah. And it was it was definitely infuriating to be in this like middle ground of somebody else somewhere that you don't even know telling you what you can and cannot do based yeah. on factors that you cannot control. Yeah, it, the most annoying factor is that like it doesn't it has no bearing what your relationship with is with your parents or if they're helping you. It just like basically they assume all parents are helping, which certainly is not the case. No. And especially for for Blair, like they just don't have the money's not there and or not Blair, excuse me, Elena. And so Blair then gives Elena like this information like, oh, there's like this very specific scholarship I found that is intended for black women from New York or New Jersey who are pre-med, who are in like this like moderate to low income family with one parent. Like it's all like very, very specific. However, like I will say this is a real thing, not necessarily the scholarship, although I'm sure it exists, but like this is a real thing where like there are scholarships out there that are really ridiculous and specific. And like uh, if you are someone who is uh, at that age where you are about to go off to college or thinking about applying to college, my advice is always like look for every scholarship out there and every one you can apply to. You never know. Like I got some random ass scholarships that like were just regional ones, you know, like apply to all of them. Elena has like a really interesting perspective on it where you know she doesn't want something given to her just because she's black or just because she's a woman or just, yeah. you know what i mean like all of these specific qualifications but it's money that's out there that it someone's gonna get it it might as well be you yeah she her she's kind of letting her pride get away um a little bit because of this big yeah. leo energy honestly because I think that, like, it, she wants it given to her based off merit. And I think that she explained a story about she went to a really uppity high school mm -hmm. that gave her this, like, full ride because, like you said, she was under from an underprivileged background and she was black. But getting into NYU, she got in solely based on merit and right. she was really proud of that. And she does, she feels like it's maybe a step backwards for her to go to yeah. these more marginalized uh, scholarships where she, she has to be a woman or black or underprivileged. But like yeah. you said, like somebody's going to get it might as well be you, but she rather at this point in time, not take anything than yeah. have to apply to something that is not solely based on merit right and we'll get into it more later because she eventually does obviously take it and we obviously don't we don't have the same perspective as elena you know we're not we're not black we don't understand what it is like for like a person of color with all of those circumstances um but like if there's money there take it like you're in need it's not like she's taking the money when she has all this extra money lying around like you are exactly why these scholarships exist and we're not even going to get into the nonsense of how expensive college is and how ridiculous it is mm -hmm. um but just know that like we both attended college we both know it's expensive and unreasonably expensive for people to get an education uh that is pretty much a necessity at this point for a lot of jobs um but yeah so that happens and she's very upset because like how does Blair even know this and he he admits it was felicity <laughs> it's 
So okay, like, this uh-oh. is okay. No, you have to. If she's gonna get you the information, then you have to go down for the shit. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, dang. Like, first of all, like you know, Felicity shouldn't have done it in the first place, I suppose, right? But like, then to just throw Felicity under the bus was so funny to me. <laughs> like those chickens coming home to roost, baby. <laughs> push her down the track, but yeah. So then she goes right to Felicity and is like, fuck you. I don't need your charity. I don't need you. Uh, yeah, it's and it's really funny, too, because like this is all this shit is happening to Felicity one after the other after the other. We're like Felicity mm-hmm. is trying to work. Right. She is at her coffee shop. And if I'm her boss, I'm like, you have too much drama. Get out of here. Um, yeah, and Noel shows up. <laughs> Noel shows up and he says, I'm going to redraw the line. And she's like, well, you can't just do that. And he's like, no, I can't. I just drew it. Uh, and it's like, they're having this whole conversation. Uh, and she, she does like say to Noel that like, you were right. I shouldn't have like vented to you so much about Ben. And, uh, he says, you no. let me just, he very much doesn't want to lose her. Right. Like it feels very desperate of him to be like, you can talk to me about Ben. That's actually fine. But just don't talk to me about sex. Sure. I guess, but I kind of just feel like, I don't know. I think that he, um, I don't know, he, gave, took away some of his own steam. He, he took away his own power by redrawing the line. Well, he that, shouldn't have done that, that. But also it's like, you know, I, I can get behind the fact that like, you don't want to be used as a therapist. But now it's making it sound like the real reason is because you have feelings for her. Exactly. I feel like his argument was stronger before he redrew the line. And of course, as predicted by the RA group, when he redraws the line, now she says, now I'm going to draw the line. (laughs) And we're all like, what the fuck line are you talking about? And so as she's trying to establish where her line is, Elena busts in and she says, you had no right to read my record. Like this isn't, this isn't about you. Like this is none of your business. Why were you even looking at it? Uh, and as you, she kind of reveals what, what you were saying before that, like she was paid to go to this like Ivy league or like this, this, uh, fancy high school mm-hmm. and based on merit, you know? Um, and, uh, and she said, it's a promise that she made herself that she's like, she worked for it. She's not a cliche. She doesn't want handouts. Uh, and she, she stomps away. <laughs> Lots of stomping away. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got a problem. Yeah. Uh, and it's all, all around Felicity. <laughs> to be oh my God, Felicity. I really can't. It's just like, she brought this on herself. Right. Um, and of course, back to the RA group where it's like, okay, so the guy redrew the line and everyone's like, he can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did. He did. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. And I think, is this the point where they are just like enough with this? Like, yeah. They we say, are- we know it's you. Cause they ask, well, did you tell her that you like her? And he's like, wait a minute, you know, you know that it's me. And they're all like, yeah, of course, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So basically the jig is up yeah they all know it's him and they're like because he they're all saying like it doesn't sound like a crush it sounds like he has like real feelings for this girl Mm -hmm. uh yeah so yeah it says like that's all you could do is be a good friend and if it's gonna be anything more than that it'll just happen that's true you gotta wait it out sometimes it does work 
Um, it does sometimes, very rarely work where the person who is the friend that has the feelings, eventually the other person comes around. It does work, but I think it's But like you a, have to move on with your life at the same yes. point in time. Like, you yep. can't just sit there waiting for it to happen. No, because... you gotta go on other dates. You gotta... Yeah. But, like, you do, like, yeah, like, being their friend is, like, your best bet. Yeah. And if you can't handle it, then, like, it's totally fine to be, like, I'm sorry. Like, this... I can't. I can't do this, you yeah. know? Yeah. Remove yourself from the situation. Yeah. Um, We get a short scene of Zach and Julie as, like, they're getting back to her dorm room. They seem a little drunk, and they kind of... they you know go into her room and the door closes on them kissing so we'll come back to that um but we get this like very sweet conversation between elena and noel and i have to admit i really loved their i love their little friendship like i don't want yes. anything more i don't want them no. to be romantic at all i i mm -hmm. like them as like a really interesting she's very snarky and like straightforward and he's like very sensitive and beats around the bush more i think it's like a very fun dynamic it is a very fun dynamic, and I really like getting to know Noel more as well. Yes. And he's able to relate to her. He he admits, like, look, you said that, you know, Felicity and all of her friends are rich and they can't understand. Well, I'm here because I, you know, I worked my ass off. Like, I tried to do financial aid i only got like a thousand dollars i tried to do grants i only got three thousand dollars like i mm -hmm. put out like 32 things like whatever and ultimately i'm here because of like i took out a loan and i'm gonna have to like work it off until like 30 years old no it's it's gonna be longer than that i'm sorry but yeah so sorry that's right on sorry i'm really sorry but he's mm -hmm. like you know but i and he's like an RA, so like that's why it makes he's a lot of sense. An RA, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. He says like you know he got a lot of different scholarships that he had to apply for separately. No one cares like how anybody is paying for school as that's long as true. you're here. That's and true. he says like I I'm, I'm not going to pretend I've been through the same things. But if there were a scholarship for white Irish Catholic kids with preppy clothes and web pages, I'd grab it, of course. Yeah. And I like this. Like, I like his advice to her, which is like, take what you can get to stay here because you got into this school and a lot of people didn't. And don't give that up for like your pride. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, that's it's, the merit. Yeah. Like, yeah. the merit is, is that the acceptance rate is only a percentage and you're in that percentage. Yeah. And because not only of the factors that you've earned but the reasons of like who you are yeah and it feels like this is definitely what breaks through to elena because she has like this cute little moment where she's like listening to the record that blair got her like kind of contemplating all of this and it does seem like it's kind of her conversation with noel that gets through to her to kind of be like okay enough is enough like i will go for the scholarships i can get to further my education and the good news about scholarships ver and grants versus yeah. financial aid is you're not paying that money back generally speaking versus right. financial aid you're paying back with interest and all of that so it certainly is like a viable route if to afford college yep um so uh then we're in the cafeteria and elena goes up to felicity and she she does say like listen i thought about it it was pretty dumb to like turn down that scholarship 
And I love this little story because she like she's basically contacts that woman who has the scholarship and she says, I want the money, but I want to pay you back. And the woman was like, no, 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 no. That's not going to happen. However, let's make a deal. If you become a doctor down the line, you create a scholarship fund to pay it forward. And I loved that. I loved it too. It was really, really awesome. I think that um, I just think it's really, really nice. And paying it forward is very, very kind. And I, I just, I just really, I really liked that. And I'm I happy for Elena as well. Me too. And I like that she's, she's still doing things on her own terms, right? Like she's still finding a way to make herself comfortable with the situation. And to think that like, she could then do this for another girl down the line, another girl who maybe comes from a low to moderate income household, who's black and female and all of these other things, right? Like to think that she could pay it forward for possibly another girl in a similar situation in the future. It's like, it's so much bigger than just her and it allows her to take that money without the guilt associated with it or you know anything else yeah and so on and so forth right like it could yep. be a um and then eventually it could become like a national exactly. grant situation like it can really grow so yeah uh and ben makes a mistake <laughs> immediately i'm like don't do it ben don't do it but he like reaches out to felicity and he's like hey i hear what you did for elena that was a really cool thing to do and i'm like no ben keep your distance <laughs> you shouldn't have talked to her he can't he can't stop oh, he never stop like beacon yeah a shining light i guess yeah um and now we're gonna get into the heavy stuff now so if you've hung in with us this long and and you're like cutting out at the very intense stuff this would be your cue to leave because this is where we're gonna get into some of the deeper conversations on what's going on uh, where Felicity goes to see uh, Julie because she wasn't in class today. And we we walk in on Julie and she seems off. Um, she's like folding her clothes. She's like harping on Felicity for like a sweater that Felicity borrowed, which I feel like Felicity should be emotionally intelligent enough to know that something is wrong and not to immediately be like, fine, then I want my Sarah McLaughlin CD. <laughs> but she's a joke. Seriously. She's such a um, joke. It's It's too much, but uh but yeah this is when felicity notices that julie has not even just taken her sheets off the bed but she fully has thrown them in the garbage can yeah and so felicity is like very confused she says what's going on and julie says we came back here last night and she, felicity asks if they if they slept together and she says he is pretty aggressive he just fell asleep when he was finished he just rolled over and fell asleep and uh and felicity asks like didn't you want to have sex with him and she says no and she says, did you tell him that? And Julie just like nods. Mm -hmm. And we end the episode on the to be continued. So it's like very, and I'm trying to think, I, I have to assume that they air these back to back at the time. I'm going to look it up. Um, I'm not quite sure, but I wouldn't be, I, I think that they probably did not. I, uh, they didn't. It was a week apart. Yeah. Uh, I feel as though that it was. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't think that it was, like, a shocking thing to discuss on this show, but it is. I mean, we're on episode, what, six, seven? Seven, it's early. eight, It's yeah. really, really early in the series. And we get to really know Julie and um, get to go through this journey with her. And Felicity does a really good job of, like, stepping up and trying to be Julie's advocate um, when yeah. Julie couldn't be an advocate for herself, like she continues to be a Budinsky, 
That's for sure. I think, yeah, we're, but- we're going to have to talk about that because I do think, I agree with you. I do think Felicity does some really good things in this next episode. I also think she does some things that it's like a bit too far, um, especially considering we, at this point, you know, we don't know what kind of person Zach is. Um, we because- know that he can't do his laundry, so we know he's incompetent. Yes. But my main concern is when Zach does find out and Julie is not aware that there's a chance of him finding out about all of this, he could have become more aggressive with her. You know what I mean? Like there could have been disastrous results. So I'm just saying like, I have some not so great things to say about some of the stuff Felicity does, but I also think she does some really great stuff here. It's obviously like, it's very complicated and she's in college and she doesn't know what she's doing. Right. She's doing what she thinks is going to help, which maybe isn't always the case. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I, I'm going to be like mostly on Felicity's side for all of this because I do think like, namely like i don't think going to the ra or a person in power is wrong like i think that she did the right thing there yeah i do too and that's where we start our next episode where noel is in the cafeteria talking about how he wants to get a goatee um yeah i wonder why (laughs) uh and felicity approaches him and she says i need to talk to you like something really serious like happened um and first of all they're in the cafeteria and i'm like oh my god bring into a room or something yeah we Uh, need a private a private room but yeah Yeah. um and he says uh felicity says he uh zach raped julie and noel asks if she's okay and she's like physically i think she's like okay but i don't know if she's gonna do anything about it what uh, what is she what should she do like you're an ra like you're trained to deal with this right and yes i mean he is this is the one thing that you are coming to him for that he is actually supposed to take care of yeah and none he does of this say, other shit this he, yes he Noel is responsible and he has read the ra manual um and it apparently it has the stat in there that like 95 percent of rape victims like don't report the crime yeah um and he's like i don't remember the exact procedure so like let me look at the book and i like that felicity again is like can i look at the book too like i just i don't know what to do all of this feels very responsible and very like what you would do if your friend had gone through something like this is find someone who you trust who is in a position to do something about it who is noel who i think that think that's the right move um and go through like a procedure manual on like what exactly you should do i'm i'm like green check marks for these moves from felicity here Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah it's like it's very hard it's very sad it's like because you can see uh carrie russell does a really great job i think of like i mean we we bag on felicity a lot but carrie russell i feel like did a really good job in this episode of like looking like she is so scared and concerned for her friend in these moments you know yeah, I thought that um, Amy Jo Johnson did a really great job acting as well. Yes. Is that her name? I hope so. Uh, Amy I don't know. Jo I just assumed. Johnson. It sounded right. I think it's right. Okay. Uh, and we get another Felicity recording because we have to. She's talking about how, like, how much she's grown to care about Julie, like, so quickly. Um, and... Uh, and Julie, Felicity convinces Julie to go to the hospital. She says, like, I'll, I'm going with you. Like, I can even be in the exam room with you if you'd like. Again, all of these green check marks, like, absolutely 
something you should do at the very least is try to to talk to your friend about yeah. going and, and seeing someone for your own like health safety in general. Yes. Um, yes. Because I mean, uh, sexual um, transmitted diseases are yes. a point of contact, like actual infection. Like if he forced himself upon you, like there's yep. a, a lot of things to be concerned about physically. Also, they can do a rape kit that yeah. confirm that at least has that DNA in a database so that it can if you do decide in the future, because yes. knowing him, like in most cases, like, what, like these people are like not um the only victim of a exactly. rapist so having somebody in the database like can essentially help other women going forward but it's extremely uncomfortable in oh, multiple certainly. ways certainly and i think the other benefit beyond the the, the health and safety side of things and like the if you want to prosecute in the future or you know go forward in the future with a um trying to get him arrested or whatever um is going to adults who are equipped to handle this as well because yeah. julie is sitting with um a doctor that is asking her all of the questions associated with this right so like can you tell me what happened like does he does he also go to your college is he your boyfriend and like all of this is very uncomfortable for julie because it there's she has self-doubt right where she's like well we kissed a few times like you know but that was pretty much it and she gets asked if they were drinking alcohol and she says well i get in trouble if i if i say yes and she admits they did have some beer but she was she was just a little buzzed like she wasn't passed out or anything um and she said like they started kissing uh and julie says they were making out for about a half an hour then he took off his shirt he unbuttoned mine my bra was still on and she says like oh where do you want those details it's obviously like very very difficult for her to revisit the night in general and especially to go into like all of these very specific details um and uh julie had said that he took off his pants and she said she didn't want to rush it he said that that was okay he was done he just wanted to feel me uh and she says she was wearing a skirt he took off her bra and that's when she said she didn't want to have sex and the the lady asks like and are those the words that you used and she says yes i wanted to wait but he put his hand inside my underwear uh and on and on and on and we she even says like i said no five times and he was on top of me he put his arms around me so kind of like bear hugging it kind of sounds like right so she couldn't really move um and then all of a sudden they were having sex and she says he told me he loved me i know guys say like that say that all the time and this is where i think we get into like this is such a common story with people who've been assaulted is they they say like i don't want to be melodramatic like i didn't Mm -hmm. scream i didn't hit him very much putting it on themselves like i should have done x y or z um she says he wasn't violent he left this morning like nothing ever happened i don't even know if he understands what he did and she even says like you wouldn't call this rape right and julie and the lady's like yeah i i, I would like, i would i really liked happened. this doctor like you know sorry for always bringing up um dawson's creek but we saw some like really shitty doctors in dawson's creek that yes, yes. i would not want my children to see um and I really like this doctor because I thought that she was compassionate and understanding and patient. 
And um, obviously Julie trusted her because she was able to share some really horrific details. So I thought yeah. this doctor did a, a really good job and like, you know, she's trying to get as much information as possible so that yeah. um, everything could be reported right? in a medical sense, which is yes. kind of infuriating because after Julie goes through all of this horrific uh, reciting and re like memorizing their, their, her and Felicity leave, Felicity was waiting for Julie and they're yeah. stopped by some police officers who literally want her to go through the exact same thing over again, recite it all. And this police officer is a man, which like for some people that matters and for some people it do doesn't. Like I do Certainly, think for, for yeah. Julie, it probably was easier for her to talk to a female doctor, but he doesn't seem like he has like the same like kid gloves, patience, like the like, bedside manner sort bedside of thing. manner as the uh, doctor did because like he seems like a little dismissive of her. Yeah. So this is and this is the thing that like I'm to me, this seems like this is exactly how it would go in real life where you would need to make two different reports. Which one is being so the medical. Hard. Oh, I totally agree. Put everybody in one room or let one record stand for the other. And I know there's like laws and everything and, and whatnot, but I totally agree with you. I think the only thing, and this is me being very nitpicky, the only thing I think this was missing that probably would have been there now in 2024 um is getting to hear someone like the doctor say to her this is not your fault you know yeah. what i mean like i feel like um, that could have been helpful to hear her say those words ben like said that not ben ben no was it ben ben did say that ben it says ben. it ben said it i i but i had wished that someone an adult who like was in that scenario said it to her because especially no i'm just joking. no yeah but like especially someone who like this doctor who's heard this story time and time again you know what i mean to have someone in a position of power who julie can look to as like a you're aware of the situation you've talked to other people who've been through it yeah. someone to say to her you did nothing wrong you saying no he should have stopped yeah. like it doesn't matter if you were dating him it doesn't matter if you had a beer what he did was wrong. You know what I mean? I almost, I wanted that. Yeah. Um, but I totally agree with you having the officers then immediately like confront her on a staircase about this and like not even take a second, like, Hey, can we go somewhere private really quickly? Like it just felt like a lot, especially because, um, we know he didn't use a condom and as they're leaving, she does say like, I have to take a few pills now and a few pills later, very obviously the morning after pill, mm -hmm. like there's a lot involved in all of, this beyond the trauma of that night it's like it never ends you're going to the doctor then you have to worry about pregnancy then you have mm. to take the after the morning after pill which i'm fairly certain has some like pretty terrible side effects of like like actual physical side effects to your body as well you know what i mean yeah so like there's just a lot going on and it, it makes me feel awful for julie and i thought the show did such a good job at weaving in those small details of the aftermath of everything you know right and it wasn't overtly obvious it was subtle enough for you know you yeah. I mean, maybe it would be helpful if it was a little bit more obvious like 
I don't know. I was thinking that maybe it was like I knew it was morning after pill and maybe like an antibiotic or something like oh, that. Oh, it certainly could have been something like that. Maybe too, I pen, guess. pain medication. Like, is she in pain? Like, I'm could be. kind of curious about like what kind of medication, but um, yeah, like there definitely is. I mean, and of course, there's the psychological aftermath um as well yeah. so it's- yeah i definitely would have appreciated if they had also had that doctor say here's like a list of references for like therapists we could mm-hmm. set you up with or counseling or you know sure. what I mean? like referrals yeah. i feel like that would have been again like it's it's the 90s and i feel like i'm already very very impressed and high on how they handled this storyline because i i don't think every show would get it right I feel like they did handle it very delicately. I think nowadays we would see a lot more like, and here's a resource guide. Like, here's who you could talk to. Give this person a call. Text this person. Go online, yes. you know? Yeah, totally. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so uh, Julie is not ready to talk to the police. She's like, listen, I'm going to, can I report this later? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll report it later. And you can't blame her. You know what I mean? Like, she's like, I just want to go home. And like, who wouldn't want to? Yeah, I, 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 I would, I would totally understand that, and like then exactly to be, to have just gone through like spilling your guts out and then having to do it all again, it does seem really hard. Like I understand why they do it separately. Like I think that you, they're looking for inconsistencies in stories just because. Like so, I think that that's um what they're what why it can't be together but it's just it's like really hard just the same so yeah um she opts out of it and it is her choice it's not like she got like forced and taken back to the station to tell no yeah it's totally it's totally if she up to her if she wants to um and then we get this like storyline that i frankly didn't need because of everything else that was going on but like Felicity had agreed to basically babysit some like prospective student um, yeah. for a little while. And whose name was Story. Yeah. That is not a name. It's not a name. Okay. Let's just fast forward this a little bit. Story comes. She is a junior. She wants to check out the school. And um, Felicity signed up to basically housed house story and show her the ropes but because of what's going on she of you know pawns her off to elena um so the juxtaposition of like a story who is like kind of just like this young girl and like isn't that serious versus elena who's there for like just studying and going to school and and it, it was pretty humorous the thing is story reads magazines and i guess page six and really wants to go clubbing and partying but elena does not want to go partying or clubbing and uh it does not happen until she runs into megan and we have not seen megan like anybody but story so her and story get on like a house on fire and then they go clubbing and they live happily ever after yes and i will say to give credit to elena when felicity says i need you to take care of this for me just and i i appreciate it i'm gonna give felicity credit here Felicity says, please be satisfied with the answer that yeah. I cannot tell you why, yes. but I wouldn't yes, ask yes, if yes. I didn't need it. Right. I was well, like, Felicity's check, not, check, check. Yeah. Felicity's not spreading this rumor, but somehow 
the rumor got spread. Well, because, okay, so Felicity told Noel. Noel. And then um, when, let me think about this. So then when Zach and Ben are hanging out together. Ben, um, yes. Excuse me, wait, let me back up. Okay, Felicity tells Noel. Noel tells Zach's RA. Which I also feel like that is okay. I think... And, and I'm not, if I would quibble, right, against Pignits, if I'm Noel, I would go to an adult that You're works at higher college, up, right? Not another RA. Okay. I mean, he might get looped in anyway, right? But he I will would because that's, go, his, that's his responsibility. That's his, yeah. But I would go to an adult at this point. But either way, Noel goes to Zach's RA. Zach's RA Named goes... Daryl goes to see Zach who's hanging out with Ben. So that's why Ben knows something's going uh, on. Okay. Because mm -hmm. then when Ben goes to Felicity and this is where it gets a little dicey because Ben asks Felicity what the hell is going on. And Felicity with her face basically confirms that it was Zach who, who raped Julie, not anybody else. Oh. And Felicity, so that's why do I you, think, why do you have to have such a face Felicity? I'm just saying like, it definitely was the, the face, you know? Right. Um, and so, but anyway, so, so yeah, so Megan, uh, story, all that stuff. We don't have to talk about them again because they don't really pertain to the rest of this. Um, but yeah, so, oh, but yes, Megan did ask story if she touched the box and yeah story said no and megan was okay with that yeah so the box got brought up again yeah but again i need it to be brought up in like one more episode for me to be like okay because yeah. this is a two-parter so it's technically yes. like of course the same kind of story of course um, yeah. but felicity is doing her best and i gotta say like these two episodes i feel like this is the time i liked felicity the most is yeah. when she's like uh she basically brings uh the julie and felicity are eating lunch she's talking about like sugary cereal and she's like i'm so excited this is the best part about college and julie says oh you're just trying to cheer me up and felicity's like is it working and julie does say like oh a little bit and i like i don't know i feel like just knowing that you have a friend who is like there to just sit with you and eat cereal when you're going through something like this that can make all the difference you know yeah totally Totally. She, Felicity is just trying to be there for Julie. And that is like the most that we can. She made herself available. She had other obligations. She put that aside to make Julie a priority. She yeah. is, you know, um, she is giving her opinion if she thinks that Julie should go to the doctor or the cops a little. But at least she's telling Julie her options and not necessarily being very pushy. It's a fine line, right? Like, you don't want to not say anything, but you don't want to push too hard. Like, yeah. I think you want to be there without being overbearing during this time that's, like, really, really difficult for Julie. Especially yeah. when they're in the cafeteria and freaking Zach comes up and he's like, I've been calling you. You're not answering. Like, hey, let's hang out later. And Julie says, like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Like, she poor Julie like doesn't know what to do in this situation and she obviously is so uncomfortable and like and it's it must be such a head fuck because yeah. in her mind he did something so awful to her and changed her life forever let's be clear and he has no idea like he is uh, he does 
He's just going on with it. I shouldn't say it like that. He's just going on with his life like nothing happened. And it is almost like gaslighting her into being like, am I imagining things? Like, did that really, that's how he's going to act to me now? Especially when she even sees him just having a normal, like, chatty, laughy conversation with Ben after that. You know, it's like he's acting as if nothing happened. Yeah, it's it's so difficult and traumatic to have somebody once again that you trusted that you were developing feelings for wrong you so deeply and then pretend that absolutely nothing happened your world is altered and he's pretending like it's another tuesday yeah yeah and again another check in the good column of what felicity does and i know we're focusing a lot on felicity but it's because we're following her not julie like throughout this whole episode you know what i mean like sure yeah obviously i feel like julie is like insanely insanely strong throughout this episode like i i don't know i she doesn't i i don't know how she holds things together truly and honestly um but felicity and noel go to the university health office which for me check in the right column that's exactly what i was saying go Mm -hmm. to someone who's in charge who knows how to help and so they're like our friend like she's shutting off we don't know what to do um and they said and the woman who i think is really great advice says listen to her believe her and make her feel as safe as you can yep uh that is perfect advice yeah um and uh and noel asks like uh what if she like decides to report it like what what's the you know what's the what are they gonna do Mm -hmm. um and the lady says like if they go to the police it's a criminal case but i i I really i was almost like i wish he hadn't said this but i guess it is a reality of the situation where like they say that sometimes they won't the da won't even take cases where like any sort of alcohol is involved because they're really hard to prosecute oh that that really sucks it's like really it's it's really awful right because it it makes it seem like just because you had even one sip of beer or alcohol or whatever yeah suddenly he's allowed to just do whatever he wants you know like that's so it's it's I wonder I if that protocol or that mindset has changed over the years or it has to have. I mean, I'm sure there's still hope. there's still uh prejudice against it, you know what I right. mean? Like, yeah. but I would hope it's not the same. Um, but they then Felicity says, Okay, well, what if she just goes to the university? And they say, like, she would have to file a complaint, write a description of what happened, get the evidence, hospital reports, police reports, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then they ask about the like, oh, what about testifying? It's like it's all a lot, and it's, it's not even just one thing. It's no, it's hospital, it's cops, it's university. It's not, it's not all under one envelope. I can you know understand, I mean? like, I mean, if like a woman, like, why it feels unfair? Like, why is it the person, the victim's responsibility to be like an advocate and like fight for all yeah. of this? Because. Yeah a lot of people just want to forget it and like move on or try to bury it and to have to relive it over and over again. I can understand why there's a lot of women that don't report it because to once again, like become some sort of like you're, you're fighting for it. And like, and that's what you're going to be known for as well. Right. Like there's, I'm just saying like, in a college, you're going to, that's what you're going to be known as. You're always going to be associated with it. And there's a lot of shame and I'm not, there shouldn't, 
be like it is not yeah. the victim's fault but there's shame associated with it and i think like to then be told you have a thousand hurdles to jump over all of which are going to involve you having to revisit that event and that mm -hmm. night over and over and over again yeah of course people don't want to do that because it's difficult it's impossible it feels like and i do love that the woman does say like um if she has to testify it's not going to be pleasant um but doing nothing is worse than that um and she says reporting is important but even more important is that your friend talk to someone being raped affects our sense of trust and control and almost one third of rape victims contemplate suicide and i first of all i like that they're just putting this information out there in general right that yeah. like it's more important for her individual health and safety that she speaks to someone let alone the like actual reporting of it so that it doesn't happen to to more people in the future right like that's the whole point of getting this person not to do that thing again because you, there's an, a chance that someone else is going to go through the same experience, you know? Um, but I, I like that they put it in terms, especially to Noel and Felicity and say, she needs to get help for her own mental health and safety because it fucks with someone's trust for obvious yeah. reasons. You know, I kissed this guy. I thought we were like dating or at least on the path to dating. And then this happened to me. And what do I do from here? Right. You know? And then we soon find out it wasn't the first incident. The, so awful. So awful. So Felicity goes to Julie and she says, you know, we went to the health services office just to get some questions. And she said, I didn't tell your name. Um, I just wanted to find out what your options were. Uh, and so she gives her like all this paperwork. And uh, I, I love this from Felicity. Like, again, 10 stars, five gold stars for Felicity for this. So like to know that Julie wouldn't have sought it out herself and to know that she could get the information without revealing that it was, it was, um, Julie that it happened to. Right. Right. And, so and it, it doesn't, it doesn't affect Julie's trust and she doesn't have to be like, I didn't ask you to do this. Like yeah. it's uh, a good touch to leave it anonymous, at least for now. Yeah. And uh, Julie does say, like, I have to go to class, but I might maybe I'll give her a call later. Um, and Felicity does bring up like, um, like, oh, you did. You said that to the police, too. And I do think you should like do something. But Julie, like, kind of blows her off, which, mm. again, at least Felicity is trying. She's doing she's really riding that line of like trying to help her without being too forceful with it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So we're back. <laughs> Back at Ben's apartment. And the reason I'm laughing is because Sean is so ridiculous. <laughs> he's a genius. I don't know what to say. Like, he's a literal genius. He has vending machines. Um, yes, of and course. He's going to put them in, in locations like maternity ward waiting rooms, restaurants. Uh, and he and it's a disposal camera company. Like he has vending machines that have disposal cameras. This is them. genius for the nineties. Yes, yes. Well, even now, I mean, like it's pretty. Everyone has a phone, and no one would want this. I would say that this is probably the the best invention so far. It's not really an yes. invention, though. It's just an idea. Well, I don't know how he has. So he has like four or five of these vending machines hanging out in the living room and to me this very much felt like kodak product placement <laughs> probably do you think that he goes to storage wars and like 
auctions for yes storage facilities even though storage wars is fake which i hate to what tell you? you because when i found what? out i was devastated what do you mean it's definitely fake how do you know i read it online somewhere oh, b- believe everything you read on the internet <laughs> sure believe everything you see on tv <laughs> in what regard is storage wars fake like they they know what's in there and they like you know what mm-hmm. i mean because yeah. the whole point is that it's supposed to be you're supposed to go to a storage thing, get like five seconds to view it from the outside, not know what's in it, and possibly get a good little treasure in there. No, mm-hmm. they know what's what's in there. Mm. It's all okay. fake phony. Um, so anyway, so Sean's a genius. He has the disposal camera company. Uh, Zach and Ben are like hanging out. And that's when Daryl comes, who's Zach's RA, and he says, what happened on Friday night? I heard something about you and a girl. And he's like, yeah, I went out with a girl. What about it? And he's like, did you rape her? Oh, no. I guess, like, this is, like, bad protocol. That's what I'm saying. This is where I feel like it's bad because Noel went to Daryl. So when then I feel Daryl like he... needs to go to his boss and then his boss needs to. Yes. Daryl should not be taking this into his own hands at yeah. all. Well, I guess like maybe they're kind of buddies, it seems. I guess so. He just says like, if, if this is real, you know, I'm going to make your life ugly. He's like, because, and this doesn't make any sense. He says, if something goes wrong and threatens my job, that threatens my tuition. It's like, wow, bro, we didn't about you, Daryl. Yeah, let's not care at all about women's safety. No, it's all about you, Daryl. It's all about Darryl, you. What a Daryl douche. sucks. Daryl doesn't do it, doesn't do this correctly. Uh, and so Zach is like very thrown off. And this is where I got upset because I feel like this was actively dangerous for Julie to have Zach find out in yeah. this way yeah. without Julie knowing he knows. Because what does he do? He confronts her in a location that is somewhat public, but private no. enough that no one else is in there. It was dangerous. There was yes. machinery and they were alone. They were alone. Yes. And he at one point because he comes in, he's like. Uh, hey, I just had like a really weird conversation. Did you accuse me of raping you? What's that? What's that about? And Julie just doesn't know how to respond. She's just like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And he like is getting more and more aggravated and more and more upset because he basically is seeing his future fall apart in front of him. And he like grabs her by the arm. And I was like, this is so dangerous. Again, like you don't know what this man is capable of. And so for him to find this out, I was really scared for Julie in this moment because yeah. she's stuck and alone in a room with this man who raped yep. her, you know? Yes. Yeah, it was really terrifying. I was extremely terrified for Julie. Yeah, and she luckily she gets out of there. She's just like, can you let go of my arm? Um, and Zach the whole time is just like, you kiss me at the bar. Like there were very heavy signals. Like we were having a good time. I didn't attack you, you know, on and on and on with the nonsense. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, it's like, I don't know. That's where that was the problem I had. Uh, That's where I had issues was I was like, I felt like it was a mistake. And so I guess it's not Felicity's fault. Really. I felt like Noel is the one who kind of broke protocol in my opinion. No, I don't think it is well he's he's the one who told daryl (sighs) yeah i guess so but daryl's the one who fucked up yes truly yes he shouldn't Um, have confronted zach by himself i agree with that yeah so then julie goes back to felicity and is like who did you tell and Mm -hmm. she's upset because well honestly she should be because she just was in danger 
Um, yeah, she's and she says, like, you gave you're treating me in this condescending way because like I don't even know what I'm going through and you feel like you do. And Julie's upset with Felicity because of this, because obviously she thinks it's Felicity's fault that she was now put in danger. She says, we're totally different. You keep telling me to do the right thing, but it's like you're talking a different language. Um, you haven't even slept with someone. Uh, and Felicity says, I don't have to have sex to understand when someone's been abused, which uh, is fair, but also probably not the right thing to say in this moment. Um, and Julie says something just so supremely heartbreaking. She says, it was my fault what happened with Zach. This is the message I give out to guys. Mm -hmm. That's my talent. Yours is being a genius. Mine is giving this message out to guys. Yeah. Well, we can see what Julie thinks of herself and she doesn't have very strong, um, self-confidence. And I think that she just blames herself, which is, um, you know, it, it's not a correct perspective, but if somebody's experienced this multiple times, like I can see where the line of thinking is and it's yeah. extremely unfortunate. And once again, I just like advocate, I always advocate for therapy. Um, but I think that it would be extremely helpful because um, I think that I just think that it, I, I think that she just has this mindset about herself that is just like not correct. Well, yes, yeah, she even says like, it's so tragic because she says like, I thought college, I was going to get to start over. Like I thought that I could just be different and that this wouldn't happen again, but obviously I was wrong. And it's so sad to me that some, that this would happen to her like in high school or whenever and her thinking now that it's happened a second time, all she wanted was like a boyfriend or like someone she could hang out with. She didn't yeah. ask for all of this. And so then it happens to her again and she thinks it must just be me. And that's so tragic when a guy can make you feel like it is your fault mm -hmm. that this has happened to you now. Absolutely not. Like, you know, anybody out there who needs to hear it is never your fault. Right. If someone takes advantage of you. It is not your fault. There's nothing you could have done. I don't care if you scream, beg, anything like that. It doesn't matter. No should be enough. Even, yep. even beyond that, right? Like um, if anybody watched Sex Education season four, I'm pretty sure it was in, I think that was where I saw it. They were talking about not even just the absence of no, but like constantly like reassuring that you're like, yes. Don't just look for a no, look for a yes, because mm -hmm. you want to make sure uh, enthusiastic consent. That's what they mm -hmm. called it. And it's like, that's what should be expected. Not just looking for a no. Right. Does someone look comfortable? You know what I mean? Read the social cues. They look like they're having a good time. Ask them, you know, make sure that everything is okay with both people. And it's just so sad. Where, uh, where Julie says, like, this isn't the first time that something like this has happened to me. It, it can't be a coincidence. Um, and uh, and Julie just says, I'm not going to report it. I'm not the cool girl from the crisis center. I'm not you. Uh, and Felicity says she's not going to sit here and, and watch her do nothing. Julie's, like, pissed off that she told Noel. She says, I don't know why I ever thought you would understand. And she, she runs out. Uh, I feel bad. I feel bad for Julie. Like... You can't blame her. You know, she's so upset. Like she just, her life was like literally in danger for all she knew the last few minutes. So 
feel like any reaction she has is valid. Yeah, I do too. I mean, like it stinks that it goes on to Felicity, who is really just trying to help her. And as much of a butt chinger, what is the word again? Oh, <laughs> uh, I almost said, I almost said as, butt liquor. <laughs> as much of a uh, Bazinski she yeah. is, she truly, truly, truly was just trying to do what's best and it's a shame that it comes back onto her but yeah um we will um we'll get back to that because i feel like you know i don't know their relationship is really weird yeah yeah um so felicity immediately barges into noel's room and asks if he told zach's ra and he says yes uh, and he's like, my job is advising residents. Like, I need to let him know about this. And Felicity says, well, Daryl went to Zach. And then Zach freaked out at Julie. And now Julie is upset with me. Uh, and she thinks everything is my fault. And then they get so distracted because Noel has now a goatee. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he grew himself. I love when Felicity says, you're not growing a goatee, are you? And Noel says, not with that tone in your voice. <laughs> and I love how, like, with, um, like, we, we, this, this goatee does not, is not long for this world. Like, it gets yeah. eliminated pretty quickly. Thank goodness. Immediately. And it is so, so, so funny. Well, because, like, at the very end when we get, like, a little montage, it's very, um, castaways is that the episode yeah uh of of dawson's creek where joey and and uh pacey where she shaves him the uh, shades of castaways and yeah but not well, sexy not yeah sexy like shaving. one of those like she in versions of castaways <laughs> yes it's the the wish version yeah yeah the, exactly <laughs> um so and this is this is where i feel like maybe Felicity could be better at disguising her face because uh, Ben approaches Felicity asks, is Julie coming to class? What's going on? I heard things. I tried calling her. She didn't answer. Uh, and he says, I heard that, that Julie was raped and you have to think that, okay, well, Daryl told Zach and now it's, now it's out. Now the cat's out. Of the I hate that. I really, really hate that this rumor, um, it is true, but the this private business of Julie is all around the school now. Yep. Yeah. That's because she can't escape it anywhere now, you know. Yeah, that's horrible. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, and so so he says, Oh, does Zach know I should talk to him? And Felicity's face immediately gives it away that it, it is Zach because Ben goes, Oh, it wasn't Zach, was it? Yeah, and she like doesn't move. And so Ben, of course, immediately goes to the cafeteria and is like, Tells Zach, like, tell me what happened. Yeah, it starts punching him. It's like, okay, yeah. like now this is really a thing. Yeah. Like, they're a big scene in the cafeteria. The trays are flying, food's going everywhere. Uh, and, um, and this is Zach says, Oh, she wanted to. She was psyched. You know what she's like. You were with her. Mm. And Ben says, We didn't sleep together. She didn't want to. Yeah. Uh, and so they they get in this big fight and Zach yells, stop it, stop it. And so Ben does. And he said, and I was like, oh, shit, bitch, burn. When he says, uh, he says, you see the difference is when you said stop, I did. Yeah. And I was like, yes, you punch him again, Ben. Well, he didn't because he said stop. No, he, he didn't. didn't yeah. But, oh, wait, is this, hold on. I got to look at our predictions. Uh, ben throw, oh, no, this is a specific Ben and Noel fight, not. Oh. Oh well, I had Ben throws the first punch at Noel, but no, it was very it was cool. Well, at least we know that Ben is a puncher. He is a puncher. We have a puncher, people. Very exciting. Uh, and so yeah, so he leaves, 
And then uh, <laughs> we got all the drama with story, which no one cares Yeah, we did. Been there, done that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, so yeah. So then this is when Ben and has a conversation with Julie, where Julie's, like, playing her little guitar. Uh, and he comes in. Um, he says, like, I didn't want to come and preach to you. Like, I'm sure you've been getting that a lot. And he talks about – and this is why these two episodes are honestly so good, because – Yes, it's about Julie and what she's going through and the sexual assault and all of that. But it also gives us a lot of backstory on a few different characters. Yeah, it really it, – like every single person gets their beat, which I really like. Yes, and he talks we, – we already knew a little bit about Ben's dad, but we hear more about him, about how – um he you know he uh his dad like like to watch him at baseball games and everything like that but um but he you know he didn't go to everything he just didn't show up he'd get angry uh and he says it took me a really long time to realize that he was an alcoholic he'd throw things um he'd hit things he hit us and he says he spent his entire life trying to figure out what he did to make his dad that way what mistake did he make that would like cause his dad to be that way? Um, and he said, and now all of a sudden I have like all this distance from all of that. And now I could see that it wasn't me at all. I'm not the reason he drank. I'm not the reason he'd get mad and hurt me and hurt my mom. It was him. And he, and he says, I just wanted to tell you that. Yeah. And I loved the scene. I don't know. Like I just, I loved this moment because he's not preaching to her He's just trying to tell a story that's similar enough where she can have the outside perspective. If Julie was to, to know and recognize that Ben did nothing wrong when his dad was hitting him, maybe that can help her realize that she yeah. didn't do anything wrong either. Maybe. I mean, I do think that I really do like that Ben's being vulnerable. I like to see this side of Ben. I also think that it wouldn't be surprising if this is did not resonate with Julie because – I don't know. Like, mm -hmm. I think that there's a, a bit of a difference in a person's head about – it's not like a one-to-one. -one, you know what I mean? No, it's not. It's not. But it's at least something. It's something. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Hopefully. I'm not quite sure. But, like, I mean, we do see her go to the, the health office. So yeah, it so seems maybe like – it did help her. But yeah. it's just, like, you know, she she's, like – I don't know. Hopefully it did resonate with her. But I wouldn't be surprised if it – was harder to it was harder to compare because like you know like yeah of course like if you see a child like a child doesn't deserve to get hit you know what i mean yeah like that it's, it's, it's a different situation but at the yeah. same point in time i think like the overall messaging is the same which is like yes. you yes. did you're a victim victims don't deserve any of this yes. like you did nothing to you know to incite this on yourself um, and we get a little bit of a resolution because, like we said, like Julie goes to the health office. We see Zach get pulled out of class yeah. by like someone who works at the at the school, um, which is, you know, good. Great. Uh, and then we. Uh, yeah. And so then like more Felicity and story stuff that no one cares about. Um, but I love getting uh, getting um uh noel's face shaved and having story be like i like your goatee <laughs> yeah i guess like my only thing is that the last part of this episode is kind of like a zach redemption oh i hated that oh wait before wait before we get to that though i just need to say i was so happy to see the return of the i can't believe it's not butter 
It felt like such product placement, but it was so funny. It's like, I I literally can't believe it's not butter. Do you like the pump or the spread? Oh, the spray, because the spread doesn't melt enough. It was a very funny conversation. Like, thank goodness that Story and Megan found each other. I hope that they're still friends to this day. (laughs) It was so stupid and funny. I loved it. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, So, yeah. I, I mean, I kind of have basically... Uh, Julie comes to Zach and is like, I just didn't want it to end this way. He's like, I didn't mean to do this. I wrote you this letter. I hope you can forgive me. Like, it was my first time. Essentially, he's like, I got too excited because it was my first time. And I didn't mean to force myself upon you. Yeah, he says, I've never been with anyone as if that's any excuse. And it's like, it's not. Yeah. It's not an excuse. No, it's not. But like if you I, were to like if you've never gotten in a fist fight before and then you punch someone in the face and they plead with you to stop, you probably know enough to stop, don't you? Like sure. Yeah. I just it no, I agree with you. It did not land well with me. I d- I don't care. Please go back to Minnesota, Zach. See you never. I don't need your letter. I don't need your excuses. I didn't care for any of this. I don't know what I don't know if this was more of a closure for julie and that's what the show was trying to do i think so but i also think that i don't know like his jucks like i kind of would have just rathered him be like i fucked up and i don't know how i'm ever going to forgive myself for this yeah that's and i can't believe that i did this to you and it's all my fault that would have landed for me so much better than it being like well it was my first time and i didn't mean to and i'm not this person and x y and z and julie being like i didn't want it to be like she kind of like acquiesced a little to make him feel better and i didn't like that as well and i think that maybe that's the 90s flavoring that we are seeing like i know like, oh, we could see it from all sides and it's like we don't fucking need to see it from all sides no though. i think that i would have hit a little bit better for me if like <laughs> a person actually taking accountability for their wrongdoings like yep that's beautiful that's a beautiful thing i would have even liked it better if we didn't even see zach again and all we saw was like the note which Mm -hmm. said something like i'm so sorry i hope one day you can forgive me or something like that Mm -hmm. like i would have appreciated we don't even need to see him you know i don't don't very true very true um uh yeah i did not expect this to be the uh the outcome of pink guy but um no not at all i was like really into their relationship and then this happened and i'm like oh okay so i guess now we see why i mean i'm only assuming now they're setting things up to furthermore have like a a triangle right with Mm -hmm. with felicity um but yeah we get like a little bit of a montage and we get the sally voiceover talking about she blamed herself for the death of her fiance uh and then sometimes make everything about you sally yes sally this isn't about you She has the Bryce issue. Oh my god! At, or the, the Daryl Blair. Issue. Yeah. The oh my god, Blair. <laughs> but Daryl too. Daryl, like everyone's just making it about them. Yeah, it's, it's not, not about, about you, you, Sally. Just be like Felicity. You did a really good thing for your friend. Like I'm yeah. proud of you. It's okay. Not everything has to be a comparison. Yeah. When you're sharing stories, you ridiculous freak. Why do you have to be a dumb ghost anyway, Sally? <laughs> But on the bright side, on the bright side, Noel no longer has a goatee. I yeah, I mean that is so, a bright side. Love it, I guess. 
uh and that's the end of that episode um it's a it's certainly a tough one like i was like we kind of said this earlier like definitely wasn't expecting it um especially not well, so early very well done though yes yeah i definitely think there's remarkably there's not a ton i would change to fit a more modern storyline i think there could be a few more uh mentions of of getting help getting therapy uh it's not your fault you know by by professionals not just by the the other side characters um but certainly they did a really good job i also think we would certainly have gotten more content warnings at the beginning and the end of this of the show of like here are resources for you uh yeah. to to check out um but uh, uh we got to decide who who wins this episode uh, well, there's two different winners, I think. I think that Noel wins the first episode for finally doing boundaries, like creating boundaries, like drawing a line, advocating for himself. Um, and I really like that conversation that he had with Elena. Yeah. And so I think that absolutely, um, I think that Noel wins the first episode for me. And then for the second episode... Um, I would say either like Felicity for being a good friend or just like Julie for putting up with shit. And I was going to say, I feel like something that was really tough as much as I want to give it to Felicity because I feel like she was a really good friend. I can't give it to anybody, but Julie for like powering through a very, very difficult situation, um, an impossible situation. So yeah, I think Noel part one and, and Julie gets the part two. Um, Okay. Do you want to hear what next week's episode is titled? E, of course. We have a holiday. Is it called holiday? No, it's called Thanksgiving. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So we're stopping down for Thanksgiving, apparently. Yeah. So that should be fun. Um, and of course, we also have some voicemails. Um, so let's hear what DBK has to say. What up, though, ladies? Okay, drawing the line. Uh, we have Noel drawing the line that he can no longer hear about Ben. Some pretty funny stuff. He's like uh, talking with his advisees. Uh, we have Elena trouble with school. They find her a scholarship, but Elena doesn't want to take it because she's prideful. Um, I I think good episode from Flissy. Maybe you guys turning around because Flissy's being a great friend here to her like friends. Hopefully, you guys think that mm-hmm. and see that um mm-hmm. i'm gonna try and stay away from the julie stuff because it's pretty deep and you know um not not great stuff from her she's going through it and i'm not like not loving her attitude but i mean i get it i don't like the stuff she says to Flisty, like oh you don't know about abuse because you haven't had sex like that's it's a bad take julie but you've been assaulted so we'll let you pass um yeah we get the introduction of megan's box so what's in megan's box uh quartermaster and sean's disposable camera and vending machines which i think is a pretty good idea maternity waiting rooms smart stuff sean i like that i think that's a pretty (laughs) solid idea is this story girl the girl from the dawson's creek episode where joey takes the quiz twice like saying that she fell in love with dawson twice like is is this the same girl because i think it might be oh that would be wild check 
And, uh, yeah, Noel has uh, some good speeches in these two episodes. And, yeah, that's I think that's it. Till next week, ladies. Peace. I love hey. DBK mentioning the box without saying if we'll ever find out what's in the box. Oh, I don't know. You said the start of the box. I feel like it's going to come back. And if it comes back, you know what that mm-hmm. means. I'm yeah. saying we're going to get uh, we're going to get an answer. That means that Sarah's getting a new purse. There you go. Uh, we also we have a second voicemail from DBK. So I wonder if he watched the part one and then the part two and then sent in a second voicemail. Let's see what he has to say. All right. What up, though, ladies? Empire Records. I'm pretty excited. Oh, I think it's about a podcast we're doing later. So never okay. mind. <laughs> wow. uh, I wish I could label these. On doing a ripcord. I don't know. I pulled it. I pulled the ripcord. Well, maybe um, you just listened to the voicemails before. No, that one was about Empire Records, which we haven't covered yet. No, I know. Okay, whatever. Who cares? Oh, listen. No, I'd like to be surprised on the podcast there. I have to give my genuine reaction. Okay. So. All right. All right. Anyway. Maybe we um, need a third party to do it. Do, do we need an assistant? Do we need an assistant? Ooh, that would be fun. <laughs> Never had an assistant an, before. An, an intern? An in- oh, an intern. Love an intern. Yeah. Um, Unpaid yeah, those- internship. <laughs> those Rough. are our two episodes. Uh, again, I, I thought, I don't think we said this a, a ton, but like, I really did a value these two episodes i don't want to say i liked them because that feels cruel um yeah. but i did value these two episodes and i thought it, they were really interesting and honestly i'm gonna i'm interested to see the repercussions of these episodes in the future um because obviously i feel like i don't know i feel like it might have been slightly more effective if we knew julie ever so slightly more like i just feel like i don't know a ton about julie beyond like she's looking for her like birth mother right that's why she came to school in new york Mm -hmm. um but i i'm i really i i really hope now they put in more time and effort for us to get to know julie a bit more yeah that would be phenomenal yeah um well that's all we have for this week for felicity uh we're covering uh, thanksgiving next week um, if you haven't heard, somehow you've somehow avoided this information. We are starting a Buffy the Vampire Slayer watch. So if you want to join us for that, which we would absolutely love and appreciate, we record on Mondays, we release the podcast on Thursdays. So if you want to send in feedback, uh shitonniespod at gmail.com, shitonniespod.com, shitonniespod at Twitter and Instagram. You know the ways to find us. Send us in your feedback. Please do not spoil us. We both have never seen the show, so we don't know anything. Well, Sarah knows maybe like one or two things. I know less. I know there's a guy named Angel. That's what I know. Uh, And uh, we put out a little teaser podcast about it. So check that out. Our first podcast will drop uh, in just a couple of days here. So um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's it. And we, of course we have jam in January. So we're going to have some musical movies to talk about or movies that talk about music. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Empire Records first. So yes, keep your eyes peeled for that. It should come out in the next week or so. Yeah, I think I think that's everything. That's Is it. That that's it. Yeah, that's catch everything. us on Shit Nineties Pod. Follow us on Twitter. Blah blah blah. There you go. That's you know where to find us. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for listening. Take care of yourselves. I know this is a a bit of a darker uh, pair of episodes, but take care of yourselves, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Just ask. Shit Nineties Show Star.